Welcome to Chiclas Hablando de Drag. Just kidding, it's still chicks talking drag, but we are in Spain. Welcome to Madrid, where the music is loud. Oh, and the drinks are cheap. Hello, and welcome to Chicks Talking Drag, hosted by me, Anna, and... Gabby. And we are so excited to welcome you to the first ever Drag Race España. Buenos dias, divas. So excited to have you here. We have 10 queens competing to be crowned Spanish Drag Race royalty, but who will come out on top? So the series will air its first episode on Sunday, May the 30th via the Wild Presents Plus app. And on the same day, new episodes will debut on Atri's Player Premium in Spain. Drag Race España will be hosted by Spanish drag superstar Kim Deluxe, a drag race veteran who is Spain's answer to RuPaul, with Javier Calvo, Javier Ambrosi and Anna Locken serving on the panel. A revolving door of guest judges will occupy the panel's remaining seat through the first season. So this is really exciting, actually. I don't know how much you know about Supreme Deluxe, um, Gabby, but she's actually making history as the first solo queen to host a drag race spin-off. So we'll actually get to meet the queens on Sunday, the 23rd of May. Uh, Gabby, how excited are you about Drag Race España? Well, after seeing the promo, I'm actually quite excited. And like, we're going to go through all the 10 queens, but uh, I'm actually quite, quite excited because everyone seems so polished. I'm actually quite excited to see the judges because I don't know if you had an, the opportunity to look into them, but Anna Lockin is uh, a stylist that does amazing, very camp uh, designs that have been used by other drag queens. And Javier and um, Javier are a couple. Okay. And um, yes. they are actually directors and writers of uh, a lot of Netflix Spain's work. And everything that they do, of course, is out, is there. Like, some of them are actually, like, thrillers and stuff like that. So they are wow. to be reckoned with. And uh, they know exactly, like, how to make it in showbiz because they make showbiz. So it's so just that's, that's a really interesting um, judging panel that we have there. Like everyone really knows something different in the industry that could be really helpful for the queens that are competing. For sure, it's going to be very interesting to see them during uh, overacting challenges, in uh, oh yes. and and whatnot. And uh, having so like, directors and writers uh, are, like directing you during overacting challenges is going to be absolutely great. And of course, we have someone that knows and does fashion for all the runways. And uh, some of these queens is a lot. <laughs> A lot. They look, they look expensive. Listen, I'm gonna tell you now. I know where the budget went for Drag Race Down Under. It went to Drag Race España. Like, wow. We actually all have to mention that they get money. So at this point, yes. we get the only Drag Race uh, franchise that doesn't receive money is the UK. Oh, so sad. So sad. I. 
don't think it's right. I think it's not Super right. Race, uh, UK should go on ITV where people receive money. Like people are exactly. not violent. They basically kiss uh, Tan and fuck all all some. <laughs> wow, such a polite way of putting that. They receive fifty fifty grand each. Like what the fuck? Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, it is a mentally challenging situation, but when you compare it to something like the Drag Race Olympics, it's like, these queens are literally bankrupting themselves to get on the show. And in some franchises, they don't get no money. They get repeat badges. Not some franchises. One. Only one. (laughs) No, but even even the other franchises, if you look at Drag Race Holland, all all Envy Peruga was a, a crown and also a a shoot on Cosmopolitan and, and a very expensive dress, but she didn't get any actual money. Yeah, but the, at least she got a crown and scepter. Our queens don't That's even true. get that. I, I know. That is but true. Don't have, you can sell that crown and scepter. You can sell yeah. it. You can, well, you, could, you, could, you could sell those repeater badges. I bet people will buy them. <laughs> For what, £10? Who knows? People will go crazy for Queen's merch and memorabilia. Like, but what is the cash prize for Spain's version? Can you tell us, Gabby? What's the thirty thousand euros? So it's the same amount as Australia Queens are receiving. Better than nothing. You can start a a mortgage with that money. So, I mean, I'd quite like to have thirty thousand pounds in my bank account that'd be nice yeah exactly just um just to like i guess uh, put a, a start and an end to this introduction like drag race espana is the seventh spin-off and right. it's very interesting to see like i guess what did, so what did you think of the promo trailer that was just released like what was your first impression the girls uh, look well. They're Spanish, so they know how to have done <laughs> great. Yes. Yeah, they look quite polished, which is something very good to see because it is a breath of fresh air compared to the Australian one. I think. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think like they all look quite fierce. You know, it's not only mm. fashionable; they look fierce. Like they're so fierce that one of them is an a doctor out of drug. Like that's I know, right? How amazing is that? Let let us applaud. I definitely agree that the queens are super polished. Um, it, it just feels like this season's going to be sickening, lit on fire, and full of surprises. But you know, I, I was I was living for this promo. I, I really liked that Sagittaria was giving us couture fashion. Carmen was giving us some pageant glam. You had La, um, La Macarena, who was giving us camp and comedy queen. And I'm really excited to see what these queens are going to bring to the table. Well, they're going to bring the table. They're going to build it. They're going to bring They're the going to build the table. They're going to br- build the table, surround <laughs> it, and then spill some tea. I'm telling you. Wow. I didn't, I didn't know they worked in DIY. <laughs> uh, you don't need to work in DIY, ma- woman. If you're a drag queen, you can do it all. That's true. And speaking of drag queens that can do it all, let's start with Bugasio Cruente, who is a club king. And uh, their name, which uh, Anna cannot actually pronounce properly. Uh, I can, but I do the Portuguese. Gabby has taught me how to say it right, but she's going to say it this time, you know, so I don't look like an absolute imbecile. The reason why I will always correct Anna for Portuguese and Spanish pronunciation is because 
Spanish and Portuguese people don't like to be mixed up, and especially yes. don't like to have their languages mixed up. So to respect well, to all our Spanish um, listeners and all our Portuguese listeners, because I'm sure you guys, now that you know that there is uh, chicas que hablan de drag, um, you're going to tune in and uh, we want to make sure that you guys are feeling welcomed and not ostracized because we can't... Because we can't pronounce your names. We are here to, you know, show we care. We love you. I have to say, I really do love Cogasio because I am somebody that is really interested in the club kid movement and they are a framed non-binary club kid and what's funny is their name actually comes from Krusty Krab from Spongebob Squarepants which is so funny it was a show that I grew up watching I'm sure I'm sure you grew up watching as well Gabby and their name Hugo which is their actual real name outside of drag what I was interested in is the fact that it really reminds me of Sasha Blur I, I don't know if you know this but Hugasio actually has some really amazing YouTube performances and there's one called Firebird uh, which is a stunning live art performance that really does remind me of the kind of theatrical performances that Sasha Valor did so it's a mime piece and they're drawing art on themselves it's an explosion of color and then it transcends and the the art becomes them they become a canvas they're a walking canvas and it's just really amazing it's such a joy to watch And even looking at their, their Instagram, I feel the same thing. There's, there's so much color. It's such a vibrant, playful feed. And you know that fills me with joy because I love color. There's not, there's not actually much known about her accolades other than she sells fine art on her website and she does YouTube performances. But I really, I really am excited to see where they are going to go in the competition. They definitely remind me also of Utica as well. They're very kooky, very out there, and I'm really excited to see what's next. And next up, we have Poupie Poisson, who is yes. the oldest drag of the competition. She's How old is she? 39. You have to notice that everyone in this season of Drag Race is actually around our age. So everyone is like uh, a young millennial, basically. Everyone yeah. is a young millennial except, except for the youngest person, which we're going to get into not so far ahead. So Poupi Poisson uh, started doing drag in 2006. I would describe her a very camp singer and performer. He has uh, gained public attention due to a viral song. Yeah, and the song is called Put Down Verbenero. And it, it got a lot of hits on YouTube and also other social media channels as well. And I, this is actually not the first time that Poopy has been on television. Did you know that she's actually part participated in both Got Talent España and the Spanish reality TV show? You're going to laugh about this. Who wants to marry my son? Obviously, there's a Spanish variation of that, but that's what it translates. So that's really funny. And it made me think like, I want to watch this show. Like, uh, what is this show? It sounds great. I want to know more. And how well did she do in Got Talent España? Because I don't know. I don't know. We'll get, I'm sure she will talk about it. I feel like when the queens uh, have these type of accolades, they will always oh, they will shout about it at the forefront of what they do and uh, the reasons why she, she is on Drag Race. She will be like, I am on Drag Race España because yeah. 
I've, did, I've done this, this, and this, and this, and this. And so right. I, I, I deserve to win. So she was actually born in Madrid, but she likes to joke that she's from Mongolia. So in her fans, uh, a lot of them thought that she was actually Mongolian as opposed to Spanish and thought, oh, this is going to be the first Mongolian queen on the franchise. But no, she is Spanish. Just for some reason, she likes the joke she's from Mongolia. I'm sure we're going to hear about it on the show. Oh yeah, I'm sure 100% is going to happen. And uh, but we do have someone that is actually from outside, which is Inti. Indigenous. She is Bolivian. She is the youngest queen of the season, but she uses them, she and he, depending on where she is. So yeah. I can I can use whichever pronoun I want. Exactly. I actually <laughs> check with everyone that they all use she or them yeah. and he depending on if they're in drag or out of drag, so I can say she as much as I want. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, so Indy, the youngest uh, drag queen of the season, but also the first drag queen in all of the drag race franchise to be born in 2000, in the year yeah. 2000. So she is literally the first 2000 person. So she's a two thousands baby. So she's also the first queen not from Spain to compete on Drag Race España. So she's actually currently based in Belgium. So that's that's really cool. And she, and they are an active oh. member of the Spanish ballroom scene. Yes, where they walk the runway category. Oh my god, that's so fierce! I really hope that they do some sort of like pose themed like runway and not just that she is also the first um, queen from drag race España to appear on a magazine and the first bolivian on any drag competition franchise now considering how young inti is this is really remarkable how much they have already achieved right yeah sure i was just gonna say that her name uh, comes from the ancient incan sun god so that's what Inti stands for. I guess she's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. And yeah, we can describe her as a look queen, which is uh, quite uh, interesting. And I, I feel like a lot of these queens that we're looking into, in, in a way, they are look queens. So the fashion yeah. will be off the charts. Next up, we have the uh, Dovima Nurmi. I don't really have much to say about this girl. Oh, really? Except for the uh -huh. fact that she's 24. She's a fashion queen. She's very gothy, vampire bump, yeah. situation. She's very dark. Yeah. She looks really pretty. Don't get me wrong. But it's not that I found Lord. much information. Uh, well, luckily for you, I did some super sleuthing and I dug up some lovely facts just for you, Gabby. So... Dovina Nurmi's drag name is actually a mix between the name of the famous 1950s model Dovima and also the iconic Finnish actress Myla Nurmi, who is best known for her role Vampira, which, which explains the kind of vampire goth vibe that you said that she had going on. And she is self-described as a mistress of evil and she's also a fashion designer and stylist based in Barcelona. So yeah, she definitely looks like a look Queen. She 100% gives me Miss Fame and Violet Tchotchke vibes. If they both had a baby, it would be her. Like, I don't know. I think I think she looks fierce. I, I would definitely like to see more for this queen. And next we have Sagittaria. Who do you, what do you think of Sagittaria? Uh, well, I don't know. All that I can see in her 
is the fact like she doesn't feel unique to me she just reminds me a lot she looks like aquaria right exactly she looks like aquaria that, that's exactly who she looks like and to me she just feels a little bit like a copycat of her but um i just wanted to say a fun fact that despite the name she's actually cancer so yeah she's not as yeah. so that's very strange right that her her drag is the star sign that she actually is well doesn't matter really because like like uh, canceria wouldn't have sound as nice it would have sounded like cancer yeah that that would have been a horrible drag name so yeah i guess we'll go with sagittaria um but so apparently she's a dancer according to some reddit threads that i read um you know when they were discussing the the queens they said about sagittaria that apparently she's really funny so she's got great jokes so let's see if she can do that because we know she can serve looks but i'm still seeing aquaria and i love aquaria yeah. but yeah. i want to see something different but next up we have carmen farala the 30 and i think 30 is a great age just because i'm like very close to it so <laughs> moving forward oh, well, there you go great age she is uh, one a look queen to the fishiest woman in town gorgeous that is a beautiful beautiful woman she she looks more female than me and i do have those female hormones in my body <laughs> so i'm just confused as to why god did that to be But- fair that, that's what i feel like when i look at um you know queens like tatiana and courtney act i'm like there's so much more feminine than me like this hurts me i mean it doesn't hurt me because i'm like yeah it's fierce work ma but i'm just like Can you teach me how to be a more beautiful woman because clearly I am not nailing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't have the shit down. Explain me, sit me down. How do you do your makeup? So you know um Carmen, I don't know if you know this, but she appears to be part of the pop group Hermanas Farala. Uh so there's three of them. There's her and I'm guessing two sisters. There's not much information about them, but from what I saw on YouTube, uh, she does have a pop group and they debuted their first single If I Don't Have You in 2017 and it actually it was completely in English. So clearly she has good command of the English language, so that's really interesting to see. We love a bilingual queen. And her name is very typical for uh, a Spaniard. As she is from Sevilla, Andalusia, Farala may come from Farala, a word used to describe the ruffles and frills at the bottom of a classical Spanish flamenco dress, which we all know, I love to wear them because apparently I'm Frida Kahlo, but there you go. <laughs> but however, it could also be a homage to a popular fer- perfume ad by the perfume brand Anuncio Farala. Um, but who knows? All we know is she looks fishy, she looks fierce. I don't know if she can dance or act, but I do know that she can sing. So that's a good start. Yeah, and then next up, we have Killer Queen who got her name by mistake apparently. Yeah. Uh, she was doing a musical for a charity with a couple of friends for We Were Rock You and she was she took the role of Killer Queen and just kept the name. which is great and yeah. when we were talking about a doctor she is the doctor out of the drag so during the covid-19 uh, moment she actually took time off of doing drag to do her job 
we like and taking care of other people and not only herself and uh, i just find it great because one she looks fucking fierce yes and uh, like the fact that she can put together these two things like doing makeup fiercely and doing well, well she's, she's she's like to be a doctor like where do you find the time who knows all i can say is i'm really glad that killer queen is in this cast and actually um what what happened was in 2020 killer queen participated in the unofficial online competition latin drag race international represented spain where she made it to the finale and as you said she w was working during the pandemic she actually she actually dropped out of the competition in all order to help save lives i mean that's amazing she literally was like you know I i've got to choose between my my drag career and helping others and she ultimately went with what she thought was the right decision at the time yeah I, and uh, of course i think anyone with a conscience in if they were put in that position they would have done the same Next up, we have Drag Volcano, who is based in Gran Canaria, and they are serving us real, authentic Las Canarias drag. So, Drag Volcano is known for extravagant, large headpieces, beautiful, androgynous makeup, and competing in pageants. Volcano has participated for almost 10 consecutive years in the acclaimed gala drag queens Dallas Palmas and came second in 2020 with his show Dear Sava Alla Reina God Save the Queen in English for those English ladies in the crowd that want to know and Drag Volcano actually reminds me of Ellie Diamond just from the promo look when when I saw that I was like Ellie Diamond is that you like why are there so many crossovers this season? I don't see her as Ellie Diamond. Like, I don't know. Uh, she just, to me, she kind of, uh, that, especially those hair, she kind of reminds me of the girls down under because of really? the very structured wig. Ah. Well, but, you haven't looked at her promo image and been like, that's Ellie Diamond. Like, the smile and everything, the makeup and everything is crazy. Nah. Honestly. I don't know why. Uh, uh, like what what she gave me is like while looking at into her instagram like very great crazy makeup skills hmm. and uh, you mentioned that she's a pageant one when, when she competes as a pageant she doesn't have this explosive name anymore but she tones yeah. it down as a lady and she's called the lorena aguilera which is the same surname as Christina Aguilera. So when I first read it, I thought she was an impressionist of Christina Aguilera. She not. She just she just likes fancy names. Clearly, well, who wouldn't? Who doesn't exactly? And speaking of fancy names, we have Aranta Castilla La Mancha, who is twenty three, and her name is basically the Spanish rendition of Ana Montana. So she Literally. a very common name, as Hannah Montana did with Hannah, and for her is Aranta. And then she took uh, a place that she'd never been to, which is Castilla-La Mancha, like yeah. Hannah did. It's quite funny, right? Um, uh, and Aranta really reminds me of Scary Cat from season one of RuPaul's Drag Race UK version. Like, even with the, you know, the shift dress that they have on and the platforms, the blonde wig, and I'm like, 
it's this is like scary cat means how to montana meets spain but you know from first impressions um they seem quite funny her mug actually used to be heavily inspired by trixie mattel and she often jokes that trixie and katia are her drag mothers which is pretty funny and she's the only queen of extra madurian origin to compete on season one of drag race espana mattel when uh, when i saw her instagram because she does comedy and she is a musician she always has a guitar on her and yeah. um, that's something that Trixie Mattel does as well. Yeah, exactly. Although from what I understand Aranta as far as I'm aware doesn't actually sing but she does do a lot of parodies. So she has her own YouTube channel and she likes to parody pop culture references like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Scream movies and obviously Hannah Montana. Now, I don't know how far they're going to go in the competition. It's hard to say at this stage, but who knows? Let's see what she has to offer because we don't know we don't know a lot about her. Last but most definitely not least is Baila tu cuerpo alegría Macarena, tu cuerpo es Macarena. Baila tu cuerpo alegría Macarena. Eh Macarena. Is las Macarenas de Macarena age 29. From what I've gathered, she is a performer. She sings and she dances. She does a lot of hosting jobs, so she must be a comedy queen. And that's all that I really know but Emma Karina ah hey she's just she's just obsessed with Macarena well speaking well, of my last thing that I'd like to add is that she looks like a mouse in a promo look which I'm just like I'm gag are you are you here for that I am gag yes I'm like do you like do you like describing people as mice is mainly because it's something weird that was never done before and like she just flipped it because generally when you see a mouse you're just like you but she made it just so cute and like yeah nice and like generally queens in their promo look they look quite polished and instead she was like giving two middle fingers to that and be like i'm going to look cute as fuck yeah and she and she did look cute as fuck so This baby drag queen hasn't actually been doing drag for that long. They self-describe themselves as very Latina, warm, and a Disney queen. So I'm excited to see if they're going to bring any Disney looks to the runway because that'll be fierce. And otherwise known as Isaac Garabito, they definitely came to slay. So they identify as non-binary and like the other non-binary queens, they use she, her, they, them and drag and has andalusian heritage so i don't know if you know this but i know you were obsessed with her look so the look is actually inspired by the ocean and the sea waves so if you notice there's there's fish on the sleeves which actually represents the bay of cadiz so that's really cool to know so i really like that she's representing her culture and her heritage in her look Oh, beautiful well, backfire you know because if on the first episode is a hometown queen then she'd be like oh my god what should i do now like <laughs> pull but out sure, my but surely surely there's different facets to your hometown right i'm sure she yeah, got more looks to pull out of the bag do you want to spend money twice a lot of money twice on the same thing 
Well, maybe not, no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> maybe not. But that is our roundup of all 10 queens. We've been really excited to share with you our first impressions and find out more about the queens. We're really excited to, to see what's going to happen on the first episode because we haven't heard them speak yet. So we haven't seen their personalities come across yet. Some of them we don't really know much about. So it's going to be really interesting to find out a little bit more and see who are going to be the standouts. I cannot wait to learn more about these amazing Spanish queens. And personally, I'm really excited to see so much non-binary representation. And I really love that each queen offers something a little different. Apart from the queens that are similar to other queens we've seen on other franchises, but they shall not be mentioned. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to point out that it is uh, about time for Spain to have a drag race um, version because they were one of the first countries to, to allow gay marriage. So, well, yeah, uh, like that's very true. All these um, like non-binary greatness is actually so normal in Spain. It's not something, oh my God, is weird or is abnormal right. or people get extremely judged for it because Spain, compared to a lot of countries in the West, is very open. To very open-minded. Culture. Yeah, also the carnival culture is a huge part of, you know, the current country's heritage. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of carnivals and in these carnivals, uh, they will, um, you know, host a lot of drag race performers. So, yeah. you know, that's really exciting. They really are uh, a country that embraces gay culture, drag queens, and I'm, it's about time, as you said, finally. Yeah, now let's see what what other country's going to get on the drag race list, right? <laughs> I, I'm, uh, to be honest with you, the more they get, the more we have to work. And like, you guys. But that's okay I'm if you enjoy be, what I'm you're gonna, doing, girl. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with everyone. <laughs> yeah, there's, you have to see Anna's face. She's like, oh my God, she's going to get mad. I'm just upset with about one thing. You guys cannot put multiple seasons of Drag Race all together. So listen, we've got, we, we have to feed the children. We have to work. We have to do our lives. And you're telling us that you want two podcasts from us in one week. Damn. That's not possible. You I, I mean, as soon as it's going to get to the point where it's literally three shows in a week and you're going to be like, Shit, <laughs> what do I do now? We're basically going to record so every day. Not everyone can make varsity. No. But luckily for us... Job. You, have a, uh, you have a full-time job. We all have full-time exactly. jobs. We have to do this. And now we have to edit. Guys, just <laughs> let's do a... Appreciate us. Let's do a petition and uh, go to our present and RuPaul and be like, guys, you want to keep us entertained... But do one season after the other, not all together, because otherwise it's just a mess. And then we don't know who to focus with, and then well, we queens. And but, but for viewers, it makes for great viewing. I mean, I personally, during the pandemic last year, I loved that there were so many different seasons of Drag Race because it really kept me sane during a really different understand it from a viewer point of view. So I'm like, yes. I'd like to say that there's no quarantine no more. Like most of the Western community, doesn't have to deal with staying on the bed all day. So mm. I'd like to have a life. I still have to find a man, people. I still have to find a man. 
And I guess that's the end of this episode. Thank you very much, you guys, for listening to my latest rant. Uh-huh. Leave us a comment using the hashtag #ChicksTalkingDrug. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, where we'd love to for you to leave a comment, leave us five stars or four or three. Don't go lower than that, please. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can uh, listen to our voice on RuPaul Drag Race Down Under next up. Uh, and we'll be back for Drag Race España at the end of the month. Remember, it comes out on the 30th of May, the same day as <laughs> Drag Race Down Under. So set your alarms, watch the, the episodes back to back and let us know what you think. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. So don't forget to watch <laughs> Drag Race España every Sunday on Wild Present and... Actress Player Premium in Spain. <laughs>